And we are live. Welcome to Midweek Motivation Live. I am your host, Patrick Lee. And today we're going to talk to you about love through the ages. A special show today, a Midweek Motivation Live on Valentine's Day. Coming to you from Studio One downtown. We're going to talk to you about the history of Valentine's Day, love through the ages, and how that goes today on the podcast that takes you on a journey through the history of love and romance. Uh, today, we will have this special episode for you. We're going to be exploring this fascinating history of Valentine's Day and bringing eight points overall about true love. So sit back, relax. Let's dive into the story of this holiday, Valentine's Day, right after this when we come back. And we are back today. People already tuning in. Hey, Pete, good to see you already watching the show, drinking some great coffee today in my in my L for Patrick Lee cup. Cody and Gina got me and my wife some matching coffee cups a while back. Love this. Talking about love today on Midweek Motivation Live. I've, I've named the show Love Through the Ages today. So I thought that was a fitting topic. It is Valentine's Day 2024. We're going to be talking about that today. Where did Valentine's Day come from? What is this holiday all about anyway today on the show? I hope you all get a kick out of this. Uh, you Maybe you learned something about love, a little bit about Valentine's Day. Mm. Good coffee. Good coffee. Love it. So where did Valentine's Day? Happy Valentine's Day, Peely. Happy Valentine's Day to you too, Cody, Pete. Not normal um, Valentine's Day. Um, Valentine's Day usually isn't on podcast day, but hey, it fell today and it was wonderful. I woke up this morning at 4 a.m., couldn't go back to sleep and uh, surprised my wife this morning by being awake so early. And uh, she's like, wow, so are we going to just hang out and chat while I get ready for work? And I was like, no. But at about 5.30 in the morning, she went ahead and came in and brought me my Valentine. My wife always surprises me every year. She always buys the Valentine card in advance and surprises me on Valentine's Day. And as the typical husband, I'm not usually Johnny on the spot and ready early in the morning. And I end up getting a, a card or a gift for my wife, flowers, whatever it is, later in the day. We're not huge Valentine's Day people. But we love each other. We've obviously love each other. We've been married 34 years, going on 35. Hello, Valerie. Good to see you tuning in today as well. So let's talk about it today. Love through the ages on Midweek Motivation Live, now on all major podcast platforms. Talk about love. Yes, a lot. Had a hard time sleeping last night as well. A lot on your mind. I get it. It's you were thinking about Gina, Cody. That's what you were thinking. You had a lot on your mind thinking about your lovely wife, as I was. Love through the ages. The origins of Valentine's Day. Where did it come from? 
And let's go, let's go back. We're going to go back over a century the on the origins of Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day has a rich history. Um, buenos dias, Elva, also watching the show. All of the ladies watching today also while we talk about love. They're like, oh my, this is going to be a great show. We're already getting loves on the on the, uh, the likes and loves on the show. Uh, Valentine's Day has a rich history that dates back um, a long time um, to ancient Rome, actually. It is believed to have originated from the Roman festival of Lupercalia, a fertility celebration. Isn't it funny how a lot of of uh, holidays anymore seem to have their histories back in some kind of a fertility celebration. Uh, it was pagan. Uh, the the horrid origins when you research it back, a lot of holidays are claimed to be pagan. But just like God redeems us, isn't it just like Christians to redeem the day and to redeem holidays and different things and turn them into something that we can celebrate as a Christian that has a better meaning? a wholesome meaning, but originally believed to have started with the Roman holiday of Lupercalia fertility celebration. And that would happen in the early, um, early season of the year, usually around the mid February season. But over time, this holiday merged with Christian traditions as the, the Christian faith grew. Many of these holidays were taken over by Christians and assigned to a specific day. Um, we, merged our traditions or took over that holiday and it became associated with love and romance, not just fertility as it was per, um, previously thought to be just a fertility holiday. So it, it became known to be associated with love and romance. And that's what it is um, has continued to be through the ages um, as we celebrate it now, we celebrate it here in America, but, you know, Valentine's Day is celebrated all around the world. In the research I was doing on this, I've read that in Japan on Valentine's Day, I believe that Japanese women give their husbands chocolate, but then the men don't reciprocate on Valentine's Day. They actually come back about a month later and they have a white day and the men give gifts to their wives, uh, their significant others on white day. That's not in front of me, but in my notes somewhere. And then, and in Korea, they serve black noodles to each other on Valentine's Day. I remember that one as well. Isn't that interesting? The things that people would do on Valentine's Day. Who was Saint Valentine anyway? Where did Valentine's Day come from? Who was Saint Valentine? Well, the, the legend has it that Saint Valentine, um, it's derived from this saint. He was a Christian martyr who lived in the third century. Legend has it that St. Valentine secretly performed marriages for young couples, especially um, young men that were going off to war or ser who served in the emperor's forces, even though the emperor had, had imposed a ban on marriage at that time. He believed that love and marriage weakened the soldiers, but St. Valentine believed in the power of true love. So he believed that if these men were going out to war, they needed something to fight for. They needed to have the love of a good woman to come home to. And that in turn has, has been carried throughout history in many traditions. Men going off to sea, the Vikings, um, even pirates. 
the going away when people would go off to serve in, in the military, the Navy, all of those, they would leave the love of their life back home waiting for them. And that was the, the story of true love. So St. Valentine was this, this religious leader that started performing marriages to these soldiers against the wishes of the emperor, Emperor Claudius, actually. So that's where that came from. He was a real person, uh, according to history. Um, the tradition of sending love notes came after that. And that actually happened. And the tradition of sending love notes on Valentine's Day can be traced back to the 15th century. It is said that Charles, the Duke of Orleans, wrote the earliest known Valentine's, earliest known Valentine's Day poem to his wife while imprisoned in the Tower of London. So many people um, would write notes to others, but he was imprisoned and he wrote a poem, a love poem to his wife. And that is where the history of sending love notes came from. Um, but then after that, we have all of the other things associated with Valentine's Day, right? We've got Cupid and hearts and flowers and Valentine's Day cards. I got a lovely, like I said, a lovely card this morning from my wife. And uh, it was very sweet. She's so romantic getting me these cards. But um, when someone falls in love, we would say that Cupid has shot them with his arrow, right? Shot through the heart um, with Cupid's arrow. <coughs> Where did that come from? Uh, Cupid and the love arrows. Cupid was a Roman god of love, and he plays a significant role in Valentine's Day imagery. According to mythology, Cupid would shoot his arrows at unsuspecting individuals, causing them to fall deeply in love. The representation of love and desire has become a symbol associated with Valentine's Day. How many of you know that most Valentines and cards all have the little heart with the arrow through it? As I have the little emoji here on the banner on the screen. Shot through the heart. I've been shot with Cupid's arrow. Um, my daughters used to love to watch Disney movies when they were younger. And I'm reminded of, of uh, Hercules and some of these others. Um, any one of the movies that talked about the Roman gods. And Cupid would always be running around shooting his arrows of love at random people and causing the most... Um, unlikely people to fall in love. And that would be why, uh, because they'd been shot through the heart with Cupid's arrow of love. It's a little silly, I know, but that's just part of where some of these come from. Cupid and his little arrows, a Roman God, not a Christian figure at all. Let's talk about the Valentine's Day cards, grade school memories. Where did those come from? <laughs> and why do we do that? How many of you can remember being in first, second, third grade? I mean, we probably had Valentine's Day parties in my grade school all the way through fifth or sixth grade. I can I can remember vividly, I think through fifth grade, um, but we would buy the boxes, right? You'd go to Hallmark or the drugstore and get the box of Valentine's and you had to send a handwrite a Valentine um, to everyone in your class. And it was weird because you would write Valentine's and you would pick the romantic ones, the most sweet 
um, with the hearts and the figures and all of the lovey-dovey ones you would give to the girls that you thought were cute and the girls would give them to the boys that they thought were handsome. And then there were also other Valentines. Then you would get some of those with like cars and animals and you'd give those to the boys. It's like, you know, hey, we could be Valentines, but we're, we're guys and, and we're not going to send love stuff to boys. That's just ridiculous. So girls shouldn't be sending Valentines to other girls unless it's like your mother to your daughter. My mom used to get us Valentines candy every year. How many of your parents gave you Valentines? So I have gotten Valentines in the day uh, through the years for my kids, for my daughters. I'm a I'm a dad of daughters and my wife and many of your dads did for you as well. But moms, you did for us boys. Um, I came in yesterday to the office and our landlord had left boxes of candy on all of our desks. Uh, thank you, Kathy. That was such a sweet, uh, sweet gesture to leave us candy for Valentine's Day as well. But the exchange of these Valentine's Day cards became popular in the 18th century. They originally started out as handmade cards um, adorned with lace ribbons and had sentimental verses written. They would be exchanged, excuse me, between loved ones. And this tradition eventually evolved into the commercially printed cards we see today. People would spend a lot of time and effort creating and crafting a Valentine's Day card, a gift to give to their significant other. And through the years, we have cheapened that somewhat and maybe tarnished that history a little bit to the little Valentine's cards. Now husbands and wives and cards of love are much nicer and some people really go out and still make really nice cards. I know years ago I got a giant card, one of those big, big cards for my wife. Those used to be really popular. Um, to show her how much I loved her. Then we moved from the Valentine cards to flowers. Now, this one is one of my favorites. How many of you love getting roses and flowers? Uh, but the history of Valentine's uh, flowers, the tradition of giving roses on Valentine's Day can be traced back to the Victorian era. So as we're talking about this love through the ages, we've gone all the way back from um the 13th to the 15th to the 18th century, we're talking about the Victorian era now. Different colored roses symbolize different emojis, uh, emotions. I'm saying emojis because I'm looking at the rose emojis on the uh, on the screen there. My wife is a big fan of red roses. Many of you like yellow roses. That yellow rose is the flower of Texas. Well, the blue bonnet is the Texas flower, but we talk about the yellow rose of Texas. But Roses and love, that all the way goes all the way back to Victorian era, era. They would give roses, but the different colors represented different emotions. That's where the emoji thing came up. How many of you know now in emoji speak, when you are sending a note and you text someone that you have numerous different colors of hearts that you can send? And each one of those hearts that you send has a different emotion. And then they go all the way through from black to purple to blue to green, yellow, and red, all different colors of hearts. And they mean different things. Well, giving roses of different colors meant the same thing. The red rose represented the deepest love and passion. Today, giving roses remains a popular way to express affection on this special day. I'm getting my wife roses today. So she will be surprised when she gets them, but probably not. 
because she gets roses every year on Valentine's Day. So she'll be getting roses again today. She loves roses and I love giving her roses. There are sometimes, and this is how re, um, how mature we are in our relationship. My wife may be shopping at Walmart or the supermarket and she may walk past the, the floral department and just pick up a dozen roses for herself. And when I get home, she'll have roses in a vase on the table. And she's like, hey, you bought me roses today and I love them. And I'm like, I love the roses I got you as well. But sometimes a woman just wants flowers and she can buy them for herself, right? We can all do those things. But yes, I'm a pretty good husband and I do buy her roses from time to time, usually um, for, for most holidays. She loves red roses. So the ones that we usually get. Hello, Angie. Good to see you watching today as well. I trust that all of you have a Valentine in your life or a significant other, someone that you can share love and appreciation with today. Um, and finally, not really finally, but but as we wind down on this, let's talk about true love and Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is more than just a day for the romantic gestures that we're talking about. The Valentine's cards, the flowers, the gifts of love. Um, but really, it's more than just all of that. I'm playing some romantic saxophone music in the back. It's all love music in, in the background. And uh, I love saxophone music. I don't know about y'all, but saxophone music to me, especially with a lot of these um, holidays and, and, and things that we go to through um, as music goes, I love smooth jazz, um, saxophone music. I love that. And I don't, my mind doesn't have to compete with romantic music and love music. Isn't it nice that you can just play that and your brain doesn't have to compete with the kind of music that you're listening to. Hello, Jason. Good to see you watching as well. I know that you are definitely in love with your significant other, Miss Amanda, your sweet wife, and that she will be very appreciated today. Uh, good to see you watching. Peter says, Kenny G, brother. Yeah, Kenny G was sort of known for that, right? For the uh, the romantic saxophone. But this, this day really is a reminder to cherish and celebrate all forms of love in our life, whether it's the love between friends, family, or, or people who are in love. And I believe that if you're in love, get married, do the right thing. Um, but whether it is that friendly love, you know, there are multiple types of love. And if you've ever gone to church or you've ever listened to someone speak about love, you have phileo. Um, you have agape, um, you have eros, all of these different kinds of love, friendly love, um, erotic love, and true love. And <coughs> whether this love that you're sharing today, whether it's the children that you've prepared cards for, one of my friends was showing the, the dining room table full of Valentine's cards as her two little girls were filling out the Valentine's for all of their classmates today. Whether it's that kind of love or love between great friends. Um, or romantic partners, Valentine's Day serves as a reminder for us to express those feelings and appreciate the true love that is all around us. And what would true love be if I did not include the sacrificial love of God for each and every one of you? 
that love, the Bible says, hey, yes, sir, sitting in the airport headed to Tennessee, Blairy, midweek motivation live. I love it, Jason. You can play this show anywhere. You know, we're we're now we're nationwide and on all major podcast platforms. But literally, God's word says this one thing, and I will close with this. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So whether we are talking about friends, our our partner, our spouse, um, that is the question today as we talk about this. How much love do we give? How much love do we give our spouse? How much love do we show to our wife, to our husband, to our romantic partner? How much love do we show to them? And do we put that love for them above our love for our Savior, our Redeemer? Just as the Valentine's holiday was redeemed from a pagan holiday centuries ago and brought about to be a Christian holiday, don't we also have that redeeming love, the love that redeemed us when we were lost in sin, when Christ came, God sent his only son to come and die for us. And that, my friends, is the greatest love of all. And on the second side, the flip side of that, as we determine the level and the type of love that we give, we also don't need to forget that we also need to make ourselves, allow ourselves to receive that love as well. How much love are we going to give and how much love will we allow ourselves to receive? Thank you, Pastor Colette. That is an awesome note. Thank you. I do what I can. Thank you so much. Well, friends, that concludes our journey today through the history of Valentine's Day and these eight points about true love. We've gone through all of them from where it started Where did Cupid come from? Where did Valentine cards come from? And then finally, what is this love of God? God sent his only begotten son to come down to this planet, live a perfect life, die, and then rise again on the third day. My daughter asked me yesterday about some suggested songs for Easter, which is coming up. And that, of course, is the day three days later that Christ rose from the dead and is sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us now. That is love. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Love Through the Ages. Join us next time as we welcome a special guest to the show, um, author of the book I just recently finished, um, Getting Through What You're Going Through. Bob Goshen is going to be our special guest next week on the show. Thank you for listening. And remember, love is a timeless force that connects us all. Happy Valentine's Day to each and every one of you. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.